Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, and today we have an amazing guest who I am going to let introduce himself with his amazing bio. But he and I, Arie Scheinbein, have been friends and, I don't know, partners in, in a couple different ventures for many, many years now. And Arie has so much wealth and experience and knowledge that he is going to share with us today on this podcast. I am so excited for all of our listeners, but welcome to the show, Aria. Introduce yourself and tell us your amazing background because it's so much that I can't even introduce it myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. So I think uh, the, the there's, I guess there's two different paths or almost like three different paths of, of my background, right? So path number one is my professional career. So went to, um, you know, went to college, got a finance degree and then went to Wall Street and yep. to date still there. Um, have you know kept a full time job all along the way? Um, so when I came out of school, went into something called investment banking, where we, you know, learn to value businesses and sell them, buy them, and sell them. Uh, then I went to work for a small private equity firm, and then ultimately over to a hedge fund, and then another private equity firm. And really, there, all you're doing is you're you're buying or investing in businesses, trying to make them more valuable, and then ultimately exiting for a financial yeah. gain. Um, and so to this day, like I'm, I'm a consulting firm where we help um, private equity firms, hedge funds, asset managers to kind of value businesses or their investments inside businesses. Yeah. Um, but from the get go, I guess I didn't realize how entrepreneurial I was, um, even like in high school and even before that I was doing things, but I didn't, it totally didn't translate into me thinking, hey, this is something I could do for a living. Yeah. Um, so when I, I had my first job and, um, you know, within a year or two or so, uh, my wife and I got married and then we were expecting our first kid and my wife was really tired, um, her during her pregnancies. And so we have, we have four kids now. Yeah. Um, and so this first, first pregnancy, this was like, I had never, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but I'd come home from work and, you know, my wife was either ready for bed or about to be in bed or already in bed. Yeah. And so here I am, like, I'm, you know, like this, you know, young to mid 20 year old kid. Like, I'm not, it's not, now I'm not like, I'm not going to go out. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Right. I'm like, home. Oh, I'm like, what am I going to do? So I just like, I honestly, like I hopped online and I just started getting to buying and selling things like, yeah. Um, it's like, which, which kind of just really came naturally to me. So it started with like eBay and then it got into Yahoo auctions. And then it ultimately, as Amazon's platform developed, it got into Amazon and then ultimately now Amazon FBA, which yeah. is fulfillment by Amazon. And I think when I first started, I was, I was like, okay, I'll just make sales. And then ultimately I realized I'm like, well, I probably need to be able to communicate with the customer at some point. So <laughs> yeah, you think? Like, collect, collecting all the emails. So back right. in the day, 
um, eBay would give you your customers' email addresses. Uh-huh. So I had spreadsheets upon spreadsheets of all of, I would just pull all these emails. Wow. And then when I would do the next listing or sale or something, I would just try and sell it to people direct. Uh-huh. And Outside like, of like, the platform. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just pay me on PayPal. Right. You right. Know? Right. And um, people would buy more of the stuff I was selling. And and in the beginning, it didn't, I almost didn't matter to me what I was selling. I was just like, oh, here, the, it's clearly set based on back. <laughs> this is like, I'm like super aging myself here, but like <laughs> in, in, in the old school eBay, you could actually advertise on the homepage. What? They had, they had this, I forgot what it was called, like some super ad listing that you could do. It was a hundred bucks for oh seven God. days. <laughs> and Killer. you would... And, and like, there was only like this section, like I'm holding my fingers like a couple of inches apart, but you, there was like only a little subsection, but it was on the, it was on the front, you know, above the crease or whatever yeah. it was. And you'd rotate. Real estate. Yeah. Yeah. You'd kind of rotate, like, I don't know, maybe two or three times over seven days, but you knew when it was happening because you could see the timestamp of those transactions uh-huh. of the buy it nows. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And, um, it was so worth it. It was worth a hundred dollars. Right. And. And so that was what, that's what kind of like I was doing. I'm like, if someone, if I saw a product on the homepage that wasn't mine, right? Like I wasn't selling this thing and I was like, oh, what should I sell now? And I would just like, well, what's selling? Well, I'd look at the homepage. If someone's running that ad more than one time, yeah, you better believe they're making money. Like right. they're not, you know, it's kind of like that, that old saying, like, you know, where if you used to see in a magazine, the ad month after mm-hmm. month or week after week, it, and it read stupid, you know, you're yeah. like, what, that, who right. would call them? Rest assured, if they're running that ad every week, it's working, right? Right. So it's the right. same thing. If on the homepage, um, I got to- It's working. Like, it's working. I just got to go find that product now. Um, yeah. And, and so the time, journey begins. So the journey began and it started, um, it was interesting. It was coming to, we were living in an apartment and then um, <laughs> basically rolled a lot of our profits and rolled our profits so that within two years, we bought a nice house. Wow. Um, and then, and you know, like I, I was making a good living too, but like I, it definitely helped to be able to like roll yeah. uh, profits pretty hard. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately I started shipping, like my wife's like, come on, this is like getting crazy. So I started shipping it to the office and <laughs> that got a little out of hand pretty quickly too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and eventually, thankfully in 2011, Amazon said, oh, we can handle, cause, cause I, I took a hiatus. I, I really, the shipping and the logistics really were yeah. just a killer. Right. Uh, and they and still are to this day. Right? Yes. But now you're managing the killerness yes. as opposed to like doing the killerness. Yes. Like yeah. unless you want to have your own warehouse and whatever. But like I didn't, I didn't have my, I was literally shipping this stuff. And every time I tried to like bring on someone who I thought could be more like a partner versus yeah. an employee. Yeah. I got, it was such, I got burned every time yeah. without fail. Um, so kind of learned along that way, like, okay, I need to understand email. I need to understand marketing. I need to like customer journey, customer acquisition costs, all these kinds of things. I learned that along the way. So that became my foray into physical product, Amazon, eBay, e-commerce in general. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, when FBA came out, like really exploded that and then got into again, buying product, reselling product, and then ultimately developing our own products, which I was very resistant to for a long time for a number of different reasons. Um, and then ultimately what, what I also found was that based on my 
day job and my career and my investing knowledge and understanding businesses, a lot of people were just coming to me for not business help a lot, but then also like, hey, I'm doing well in my business. How can I invest my money? Right. And so that's like leg number three, so to speak. Right. So, that, so much. So yeah, much so stuff. Let's say that's my background. Well, we could we could talk about each one of those for hours upon hours upon hours and and still not get through all of it. But there's a couple of points with with this that I really want to emphasize for our listeners, and that's really around the Amazon side of things specifically. And I'm curious if you have opinions or thoughts about someone who maybe is thinking about getting on Amazon. They have their own brand, let's say, mm-hmm. their own brand, not Dropship. They're they're doing their own brand. They've got a nice Shopify store, but they don't have a, an Amazon leg. Or someone who's just on Amazon who doesn't have their own brand. Kind of talk a little bit about your thoughts of having one or the other and or is it is it really best to have both and why? It's yeah. Like a loaded question. Yeah, it's a totally loaded question, but it's a, it's a relevant mm-hmm. and really good one, right? Um, so I think let, let's start with the person. Okay. Let, before we start with like one person versus another person, let's categorically think about all these things. And that yeah. is the mistake I think a lot of people make is you, you can go to an e-com conference or things that are very focused on Amazon-ish kind of yeah. conferences and people, you'll say, so what do you do? Right. Yeah. And people will be like, I have an Amazon business. Yeah. Now you're like, I want to slam on the brake and be like, there's no such thing as having an Amazon business, right? Like right. let's let's dissect that for a second. Yep. You sell product on a platform called Amazon. Right. Now the distinction I'm making is it's a sales channel. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like if you started putting things up on Etsy or if you started putting things up on Pinterest and driving someone somewhere else, it's a sales channel. Yep. And and that becomes like I think the friction point that people are like, well, you know what? I sell only on Amazon. And guess what? I have an Amazon business, business. and it's fine. Right. And and we'll kind of get to that in a second. But Amazon, think of it like anything else. It's a sales channel. It happens yep. to be the sales channel that has crud tons of traffic. Right. And the biggest sales channel out there right. outside um, of Facebook. And and right. so it can come with pros and cons. Yeah. You know, the the number one, let's call it con, is that you don't own the customer. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon makes it very clear. This is their customer. Yep. And you are helping them serve their customer. Yep. And that's not a bad thing. You just have to recognize for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, if you are starting on the Amazon platform and that's your starting sales channel and you do not have the Shopify store or your own domain or whatever it may be, that's, that's all fine. But recognize, like you now have a different hurdle, and that to is come you, over. Yeah, yeah. Right. You need to try and find a way to own that customer. Yeah. Because should Amazon ever shut you down? Should Amazon ever say we don't sell this product anymore? Should Amazon yeah. say who knows what? Yeah. You don't need to be out of business inside of the next fifteen minutes. Right. right? Yeah. Um, and so that was like the life that a lot of people lived from. You know, 2011, 2012, uh, maybe even like 2011 to through almost like 14, it was the Wild West. Yeah. Amazon kind of let you do a lot of crazy things. And at the same yeah. time, they shut a lot of people down. Yeah. But for the most part, it was the Wild West. Yeah. 
2014, things started to get a little bit more serious and people started to recognize that they can do things. And yeah. now you have companies like Thrasio um, and Insight yeah. and um, Incentive is another one. And, oh, I don't know, there's there's got to be like 50 aggregators out there, right? Yeah. Well, yep. their, their model is we, we buy Amazon-based businesses, meaning we buy businesses that strictly or primarily sell on Amazon, and yep. we have efficiencies, we can scale them, we know ads better, all the things. Yep. And and so you can have an exit being strictly on you know Amazon. using Amazon as yep. your sales channel. But like when people come to me like day one, they're like, hey, I, I'm not on anything yet. What is the better path? Yeah. It, it's not a better in the sense that the reality is is both are hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> to, create a, to create a brand on Shopify, like meaning your own domain, Shopify is, yeah. is, a, is a backend software, right? Like yeah. people are like, oh, I have a Shopify store. No, again, you have your domain and you're right. using Shopify as, as a tool. Exactly. Um, and so like if you want if you want to be selling on there, you yeah. need eyeballs. Right. And, and that's the advantage of right. Amazon. I mean, Amazon right. has the eyeballs. Right. You pay. You pay dearly in the beginning for those yes, eyeballs. Yes, you do. Right. Right. So depending on what you're selling, like, can you rank in the search? Can you, you know, can you spend the money? Do you have good videos to, cause now there's video and there's ads, like placement ads, there's all kinds of things like Amazon. I don't remember the numbers, but like, if you start to look, if you, if you look at their quarterly earnings, you start to look at revenue for, for that company from ads, it's there, they are on Facebook's heels, like no tomorrow. And that's just that small segment. Right. 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 So, on Amazon, Amazon, um, they reward one thing, and that is conversion. Right. Amazon wants customer experience to be high. They're they're a data company who wants really good customer service and customer experience. Yeah. And what is one is the, what is the easiest way for them to um, track customers? You know, experience conversion. Conversion. If someone hits a page and pulls out their credit card, puts it in the cart they are like, hey, that is a good customer experience. That means that someone searched for something, yeah. they found what they wanted, and they were willing to pay. And yeah. guess who wins then? Amazon wins because they're taking a cut of that sale, even if yep. you are the seller. Yep. And you, the seller, should win because Amazon is going to almost create like a self-fulfilling prophecy where they're like, okay, someone searched for this. Yeah. They hit your page. They spent 20 seconds on your page. They hit the add to cart. They checked out, and they spent money. Oh, you. We want more of that. We'll reward you for that yes. behavior, right? Right. <laughs> right. Like, Good job. Here's some more. It's right. Like, you know, right. It's a little bit like a drug. You know, yeah. like oh, give me that hit again, right? <laughs> you can't not do it. Yeah. And yeah. So, like from that perspective, um, selling on Amazon as a standalone, like using Amazon as a standalone sales channel, is not like it's not impossible to exit, but you do want to know your customer. And so yeah. when people come to me and they're like, hey, how can I start? And I'm like, okay, it's going to be hard either way. The first thing is like, you really have to figure out like what it is about your customer that like why they want to buy, right? Like whether yeah. it's a USP or, or your avatar or your person, whatever you want to call it, right? Like mm-hmm. why does someone want this thing? Because yep. like, for example, you and I could make the same exact coffee. Yep. Okay. Like we both are selling coffee, but you are selling coffee to the firefighters yep. okay and it's marketed to firefighting coffee and right. it for whatever it is right like and um you know you know the ins and outs of what those people want or the nurses or right like yep. EMT, yep. Med, whatever it is right so yep. you know that because you have personal experience and you have all these different things right yeah 
I, my coffee is to the keto eating, uh, yeah. whatever workout person, right? Yep. Yeah. We're making the same coffee. We've got the same beans. We, we have, we're actually yeah. doing that at the same manufacturing plant. Yeah. But my packaging and my messaging is talking to this person and yours is talking to your person. Yeah. And the two shall never cross. Right. 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 Versus if I go out there and I'm like, I'm going to compete with Folgers. Right. Yeah. And I'm just going to be good to the glass drop for everybody and everybody. Yeah. I am going to have a much harder time. Yeah. Speaking to my person, whether I'm on Amazon, whether I'm on Shopify or whatever it is. So whatever platform you get onto, whether it's your own website or it's on Amazon, you, you have to just understand like their sales channels and you have to be able to communicate with your customer in some way, shape or form and really right. know what's what's motivating them and like really help them like you're, you're solving their specific you know need or problem. Right. And we've talked about that on other podcast episodes where, you know, having your unique value proposition or being able to differentiate yourself from all the other noise, you know, through those conversations. And I think you gave a great example of that um, with the coffee. But if you're, let's say you have a, a fairly successful brand and you are selling, you've made sales, you're, you're doing, let's say, quote unquote, well, whatever mm -hmm. that means to anybody, but you aren't on Amazon yet. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's take that angle for a second. You're not on Amazon yet. Is there a, a real value in getting on Amazon? I mean, is it because some people say, I don't want to go on Amazon because they eat up all my profits or my margins are so small that I can't really afford to be on Amazon. But then there's other arguments that say you can't afford not to be on Amazon just because yeah. of the amount of traffic. So what are your thoughts around, totally. you know, if, if I've got an established brand and I'm selling, doing well, and, and I feel like I've got my uniqueness, is Amazon the right next step for a lot of people and what are some of the pros and cons of of you know cost of doing business on amazon yeah no for sure and, and it's again it's a legitimate question um so i think the answer is right so first and foremost like what do you want out of your business yeah like, what are you trying to grow are you just trying to maintain like are you trying to get sold are you like kind of like you have to know a little bit do you have a budget for this like all those mm -hmm. things but let's assume like you want to grow you have a budget all these things yeah so the reality is, is that not being on Amazon isn't like a death sentence, yeah. but the reality is it is the most trafficked e-commerce site in the world, like, yep. hint, like not even close. Right. And so if you are selling your coffee on your site and someone just hears about it and they put right. it into Google, yes, you have no problem getting the sale on your site. Right. But you'd also probably love that if they happen to be shopping every day for a hundred other things on Amazon, that they you could just toss up. it in the cart. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So having it there doesn't mean like I get that the margins could be lower, but there's ways to offset that. Right. So in your mm. example, if we use your example, I have a successful, whatever that means, right? I have yep. a successful brand. Mm -hmm. So let's just say we'll stick with coffee and I'm selling it for $24.99 a bag. Yeah. Okay. I have one of a million options. I can go and get myself set up on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And what I could do is I can register as brand registry, meaning like I don't want anybody else selling this product. I don't want to find out that somebody else is buying from me and then reselling it there. Right. So yep. I basically I'm gonna lock it down on Amazon. Yeah. And I'm going to control the process and I can yep. sell it for $29.99 on Amazon, should I desire. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Right. Yep. Now, the person who wants it because they want to know that they can return it, they can deal with Amazon returns. Da, 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 no problem. 
right. you're paying a $5 premium yep. or, you know, call it like almost like a 25% premium or whatever the math yep. exactly works out to be, right? You're going to pay that money to, to get that convenience of Amazon. Yeah. And now your margins aren't hit as bad because you're, you're basically upcharging them and you're passing along all your Amazon costs. That that's choice. Number one. That's awesome right? choice. Yeah. Right? Okay. So now, Good choice. No harm, no foul. Right. Right. And if people are like, oh, I see it on your website for $24.99, you'll be like, that's great. So come and order it on my website. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So come on over. It's fine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and people will be like, well, I want it on Amazon. No problem. It's there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's kind of like, think of it. Yeah. you know, it's almost like, oh, we give a discount for cash, you know, like we give a discount yeah. if you buy it direct, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Um, okay. Good options. Good option number one. Option number two. Are you trying to, are you strictly D to C, meaning like, are you direct to consumer only, or are you trying to get into big boxes like Target or Walmart or wherever it is? Mm -hmm. Now, granted, that, that changes your whole business model once you do that. Yeah. But I bring it up because like at that point, you're going to start selling wholesale. Yeah. Right. And so if you're going to do that, maybe the play is to think about Amazon as just that sales channel, lower margins, oh. higher, higher volume. Yeah. Right. It's brand awareness. It's almost like spending money on advertising on Facebook or wherever you're yeah. you know, advertising. And so I'm not relying on Amazon as my primary sales channel, but it's almost like marketing. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to be pushed out because of my competitor or I want broader brand, brand awareness there. Yeah. Because as, as I mentioned before, Amazon's going to reward you yep. if the algorithm sees you doing things. Yeah. So it could be the, the case of that your competitors are there and you could start either advertising on their listings. You mm -hmm. can be shown as like similar as, and you can just naturally pick up some things because the algorithm is noticing people who buy this, buy that. And so maybe mm -hmm. it's complementary to something else. So you think of it almost as like not a loss leader, but a lower margin modality that yeah. just like you would sell it into target. Like why yeah. would you sell it into a big box? Well, because you probably move a lot more product. Yeah. Right. Volume. Lower margin. Right. right. And, and, and the, the hybrid of that is you could sell it wholesale to somebody who commits to volume. Mm. But the reality is, is like the probability says if you're selling for $24.99 on your website, no one's going to buy it from you at $14.99 so that they could sell it for $29.99 because they know they're competing against you. Right. Like you, you, right. Can, you can attempt that. Right. You can yeah. offer it to a third party seller to have like an exclusive that they uh, handle everything on Amazon. Sure. And you're just pushing out the door at $14.99, Keystone, half, half, you know, wholesale on retail. Yeah. But on your website, you always sell it at $24.99. You probably get a lot of friction because that, that person's like, dude, I can't compete against your $24.99. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But these you are could. all options. Yeah, they're all options. So I, I look at it and I say like, not being on there isn't like, you know, it's not going to put you out of business, but is it worth not, you know, not being there even on some sort of level? Right. And the other thing you could do there is you can find use it as like a test a, a little bit of a testing mechanism for like bundles like if you if you know on your website let, let's just say that like these two products always sell well together yep they happens to be like you don't offer them as a as a package on your website but you see that nine out of ten or seven out of ten orders they they order the these complimentary two, these yeah two, yeah correct, sure right yep so you, so you can make it different on amazon and make and it like it yeah like sell it as a package those two uh -huh. together uh -huh. you can do you can test on your website first too but ultimately you can do it on 
um, on their on the Amazon and be like, hey, this is an exclusive. If you want to do it this way, like, yeah, there's, there's ways to like test different things out. Sure. Um, so I, I think it's important in the sense that like it's brand awareness, yeah. it's being out there. It's kind of like a lot of times you can't quantify marketing. Like yes. when you when you have like a billboard. I mean, granted, right? D to C companies are not taking out billboards, but you don't necessarily but it is know. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't necessarily know where the marketing dollars are going to translate into sales dollars. Yeah, but there you obviously you see the sales, but it's going to be at a lower margin, and you kind of expect that. Right. And and the thing, the mistake I I see much more is that people don't understand that the two animals are totally different. Yeah, right. Like if you're good at one, you have to either hire someone who's good at the other Yep. or hire someone who can maintain you staying good at the one you're at so that you can go learn to get the other one. Yes, yes. Or hire a, you know, a, an agency like yours where yeah. I know that you know this one or not that one or whatever, yes. or you know both, whatever it right. may be, right? Yep. And so ultimately... If because what I've seen too many times, someone is good at one. Yeah. And they're like, okay, time to focus on the other, whether it's focus on Amazon or focus on Shopify. And the thing falls apart. Part. Yeah. I was right? gonna say, yeah. Because yeah. they took their eye off what they're good at uh-huh. to try and learn something new. Right. If someone's gonna do something new, either has to be someone who's experienced in that, yep. or you have to replace yourself with someone who knows what you're doing to maintain the good that you have right. on either platform so that you can go and either do it yourself, learn it yourself, hire it, outsource, whatever it may be, because they're totally, totally different. Yeah. And and that's a good point about, you know, making sure I I think a lot of times too, business owners think, well, I'm going to learn everything before I hire it out, or I've, I've done this from the beginning or, you know, those types of things. And I think you bring up a really good point with necessary, not necessarily, you know, having all your eggs in one basket, but if you are going to diversify in channels, having an expert take it over for you is so important. And I think that's something that, you know, we, we talk about on the show and I've talked with clients and other people about, you know, at some point, if you're doing a business, you're, you shouldn't be managing the day to day in any capacity, whether it's on Amazon or Facebook, Shopify, whatever it is. So when you think about Amazon, though, let's stay that with that for just a second. Is there a way to acquire your customers or how how do you recommend that people get their customers from Amazon? So I've heard things like, oh, there's tools you can plug into your account. I don't think that's legal anymore. Or, oh, there's, you know, these types of things or so on and so forth. Now, what I've seen work really well, but I'd love your opinion. What I've seen work really well is inside of the shipping or inside of the product, you put your website, you have a QR code, you have a thank you letter, you have something that drives traffic back to your own original website. What recommendations do you have for ways, if you are using Amazon as any source of traffic, to get those customers to come back to your site or does it even matter? I mean, do you even need to do that to a certain degree if you're consistently getting sales off of Amazon? What are your thoughts? Yeah. So I think, I I think ideally, um, again, especially if you're thinking like long-term exit, owning the customer, if you're selling on Amazon, ultimately you want to be able to communicate directly with the consumer um, whether it's for discounts, whether it's for promotions, whether it's new product launches, or whether it's just like, hey, I, I want to be able to reduce my fees or right. increase my margins, right? Right. Without raising my price on Amazon. Yeah. And so, um, there obviously Amazon is constantly changing the terms of service. Yeah. Um. So so doing anything, you obviously want to stay compliant 
with mm-hmm. Amazon's terms, right? Yep. And, and they used to allow you to do this, and then they got rid of that, and then people like you know walk the gray line and all these different things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think the easiest way to think about it is within the package that arrives for the the product itself. Yep. Right. Because like when you order from Amazon, <clears throat> the way to think about it is you like if someone's not familiar with FBA, right? The way it works is you you create a product, mm-hmm. you deliver it to them with a, a barcode. Yep. And you can tell them like how, you know, however it comes packaged, whether it's in a box and it's a bag, whatever it is, you're like, hey, this is one or this is a set. How, however you want it, don't open this, keep it like this. That's fine. But at the end of the day, you don't control the actual packaging. The packaging after that immediate product packaging is going to be thrown in a typical brown Amazon box yep. or a, a poly bag or yep. uh, you know, whatever, maybe a tie back. So inside of the product itself, inside the box, the way I think about it is, is again, going back to like customer experience. Yeah. And when you, there's something about like, I don't, I don't really know what it is, but there, there's something about when you get an Apple product, Yeah. right? Like that, when you pull open, whether it's the iPhone or it's, it's a Mac or it's an iPad, that, that like suction that the, the box makes, you know, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> you, know like, you can't, you're about. like, you're trying to get it open and you're, yeah. Like, yeah. you're being gentle and it's like slowly sliding apart. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's part of the Apple experience. I don't right. really know how to describe it other than like, <laughs> but everybody you know, knows like, what everybody you're talking about. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. If you have any Apple product, you know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Right. Like, yep. and it's, it's almost like minimalistic too, right? Like you open right. up, the thing is right there. And right. tucked underneath is like a cord, and now they got rid of the box, so you don't even have like a charging box, right? Right. And um, but there's something to say about the experience. So if yeah. you think about that from your product, when they get it, you want the experience to be good. Well, yeah. How how can we enhance the experience for the customer and get something we need, which is maybe an email address, yeah. maybe a rating and review. maybe fill in the blank, right? Yep. And so if we have an insert in there that says, we're so excited for you to come uh, be a customer of ours. We love talking to you. We love getting your feedback. We love giving out discounts, whatever it is, right? Please come to this website and and kind of register and you will receive 10% off your next, you know, your purchase, right? Right. And it doesn't have to be on Amazon. It could be on your website or it could be right. on both or whatever it is. Right. Right. And it could be like, Hey, if you leave a rating and review inside, you know, 30 days of your purchase, we will send you <clears throat> fill in the blank, some kind of, yeah. you know, thing. and you're not asking for a positive rating or review. You're just saying, Hey, can you give us feedback on this platform? Right. Right. And if it's bad, so be it. If it's good, so be it. Yeah. But <clears throat> we will give you something in return. Yeah. Okay. And that's so all these, within the terms. You can yeah, do that. Well, that's all as we speak. As, yeah, as of in, today, as we, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever well, this so, is released, right? Yep. And and so <clears throat> from from that perspective, right? Like you are enhancing the customer experience. Yeah. Just like when you buy a you know an oven and you get a warranty card and you of course want to fill it out because yeah. you you know if that if the door falls off inside of ninety yeah. days you want yeah. to know that yeah. they're going to send the repairman out there right sure 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 <clears throat> and so all of these things are being mindful of the customer mindful of the terms of service but also enhancing the experience to the point where they're going to want to do something. Yeah. Right? They're going to want to take that action. And when they want to take that action, you now have the ability to email them daily, weekly, monthly, whatever you want. And right. you're not like looking to spam them. But you're just like, hey, did you know we have also, I don't know, a creamer to go All with that coffee things. that we we're, we made yeah. or that we have, you know, fill in the blank. Right. And so I think <clears throat> there's always something to do and you can have it embedded in the packaging. You can have an insert. 
but you want it to be not like spammy, right? Yeah. You don't want it to be like, you know, go here. Um, you know, we're trying to sidestep Amazon. Don't ever yeah. buy from them again. Yeah. Uh, right. 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 Like you're, yeah. you're just like, we love Enhancing our customers. the experience. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That's really good. And I think most people probably even on their own websites are not doing that um, or not doing it well and mm -hmm. probably leaving a lot of opportunities for, you know, reviews and or repeat purchases. So that's great. I think even if you're not on Amazon, you should be having something like that in packaging, welcoming, that type of stuff. So I think, you know, one of the things about Amazon, it, it feels like a scary platform if you've never been on there before. It feels overwhelming or it feels like it might be too daunting. What are some tips, like if I'm initially getting on there, what's an easy way just to start with one product? Do I go all in with everything? Do Like you said, I can test some things over there that might be really good. Is that what you would recommend for a first-time Amazon person is just put one product up there or do I need to have a whole big store and go full on? Yeah, so I think... I think I would look at my own business. So again, using the example of someone who has a strong self-domain yeah. or Shopify, whatever, you know, kind of thing, I would probably look for my, you know, depending on how many SKUs I have today. Yeah. Right. So if I only have five SKUs on mm -hmm. my website, mm -hmm. I would probably take my top two sellers and go there. And put and go there first. If I had 10 or 20 SKUs, mm -hmm. I may go for my top five SKUs. Okay. Right. Like I wouldn't necessarily look to start with a SKU that is not in my top sellers. Got it. Because if I'm already struggling to, or I have yet to find the sweet spot on my site where I control everything, uh -huh. it's just going to be more costly and painful to do it on another yeah. platform. Yeah. Right? Another platform that you don't necessarily know how the, the feedback will be or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, okay. Top selling product pretty easy to convince me that it's going to be a top selling product on, on Amazon, Amazon as well. Good. Okay. That's great advice. What, what has been in your opinion, uh, the biggest mistake people make when they, when they get on Amazon, like what, what have you seen people do that has either diminished sales, gotten them kicked off, have, has backfired? What, what is a mistake that you see most often with people getting on there? Yeah, so I think I think there are a number of mistakes. Number one is if they were doing everything on Shopify or their domain themselves, and then they are that same person to do the Amazon. Yeah, I've seen. Okay, so now your Shopify falls apart. So that was we talked about that a little bit before, but I've seen that a lot. Like yeah. irrespective of direction you go, mm -hmm. just like doing something new and not focusing on what's working. Like yeah. do more of you know focusing on what's working is always important. So yeah. that that's mistake number one. Mistake number two is that like you come onto a new platform. So if you're going to Amazon and you're selling this thing really well on your your domain, your yep. sites, right? You have to expect that this is not going to be an overnight thing. Yeah. Right? Like you can you can get there's enough tools out there now where you can get search data to yeah. know keywords, to mm, know mm -hmm. different things, but you'll also have an idea of is your brand actually being searched for already? Interesting. There. Yeah. And so you have to expect, like when you're new to the platform, you have to expect you're going to have to spend money on, <clears throat> you know, let, like I'm not, I'm not worried about the listing creation. Like yeah. that, you'll spend a little bit of money, but you already have the digital assets. You already have the descriptions. You already have the yeah. copy. All that should be pretty good. Um, but what you're going to have to spend is for ads. And yeah. you're going to have to spend to actually rank 
for because yeah. you're competing on this massive marketplace, right? So if we use the coffee example, damn, that is probably an expensive keyword. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you you have to be prepared to spend money. And so the mistake I've seen is like people don't understand either the the a cost, like the average, you know, cost per sale, or they yeah. don't understand like what the expected conversion rate looks like. They also don't give it enough time. They're in a yeah. big rush. They're expecting like it to be overnight. So not having a budget, not thinking about what this is going to cost them up front, yeah, um, and how long it should take. Like it, it, it may only take you a month. It may take you, you know, three months yeah. to kind of get like humming. But at the same time, like you can't expect like sales day one. Right. Like if you, if you get them, great. But, but don't, don't go expect in. It. Yeah. Right. I think the best thing you could do, like if you want to juice the algorithm a little bit, is if you have a strong brand and you have a strong email list, right? So you're already emailing your customers. Yeah. Or you have a, you know, if you are an influencer or you have an influencer you work with or pick pick whatever it is. Yeah. You can push people to your Amazon. existing. Yeah. Like yeah. you want to, like I would probably prime the pump a little bit. And in, in doing so, what I would say is like, hey, we we are making a new effort to sell a little bit on Amazon. Yeah. Even if you run a sale price there, like let's so reversing what I said before, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's twenty four ninety nine on your site. You're gonna run it at twenty two ninety nine on Amazon for twenty four hours or forty eight hours. Just to get email your list. Yeah. And now people are gonna boom, 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 boom. The algorithm is gonna be like, who, who, what's this? Who, who are these people? Yeah, right, right. And and again, all in legitimate ways, not throwing around discount codes, not no, like right. doing pre-populated search and and like jagging things that you shouldn't be yeah, doing yeah. that historically were allowed or may have been in the beginning. The 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 big thing though is is like if you can push real sales, ultimately the algorithm is going to say, huh, that's kind of yeah. interesting. Um, we take them, notice. Yeah. 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 That's a great idea too. And then getting it set up so that, you know, customers come back to you for a better price, but initially getting people set up that way. Okay. Well, gosh, these are all really amazing things. And we didn't even get to the conversation around selling your business or getting yourself ready for sale, which is something I definitely want to bring you back to talk about at another time, because I feel like, so many of us, you know, e-com businesses and other, you know, have this pipe dream of selling and and always like, I, Target's going to buy me or, or I'm going to get acquired by, you know, Procter & Gamble or somebody big is going right. to come and, you know, swoop me up. And I think even before the show, we were just talking about some of the biggest mistakes and, and the reality of that actually happening. And um, RA's got a great show, also a podcast called In the Lion's Den um, that I, Inside the Lion's Den, that I would highly recommend that you listen to as well. That's got some really great um you know, experts on business growth and selling and all sorts of stuff. So check that out as well. But Arya, we want to have you back to talk specifically about how to get your e-com business ready for sale and, or if you're thinking about it, how to position yourself differently than all the rest. So before we wrap up, is there any last advice that you would give a a business owner, e-com business owner, as they're thinking about growth, sales, Amazon, otherwise, like give us your, your nuggets, your final thought nuggets. Uh, sure. So I think, I think my final thoughts are, um, you know, it's hard, but if you understand your acquisition costs and you understand your, your customers and you understand the lifetime value of your customer 
so I know naturally a lot of people are like not bored or avoidance of, but like people don't want to deal with the numbers. Right? Yeah. They're just like, uh, but if you actually know the numbers, mm-hmm. it just makes moving platforms or understanding like budgeting for the marketing dollars of either your own Facebook ads, your own other marketing, or even on on a platform like Amazon, yeah. you can understand say, okay, listen, this is the, my budget and yep. therefore I know yep. I can go in the hole because people reorder my product every 90 days like clockwork. Yeah. And and that customer, even though I, I lose $2 on my first sale, my second sale, yeah. I'm profitable. My third sale, I'm like totally gravy. Right. 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 And, and like I know it's going to happen because I, I just know that everybody like clockwork does that. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the the important parts are like it's fun and exciting to know the marketing and the strategy and the product development. Yeah. But where, where I was having this conversation with someone else recently, and I think the big need is the intersection of marketing and finance. Yes. Where the numbers meet the the psychology. Yeah. Yeah. That elevates a, a business, especially an e-commerce business, which is so inventory dependent, which is yeah. so capital intensive of constantly buying new replacement inventory and things of that nature. When you know the numbers, when the intersection of marketing and finance connect, yeah. that is just something where your business should take on a whole nother life of its own. Yeah. And I, 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 we know that Numbers are not always fun, but data needs to drive decisions. And if you are scared of your numbers or you don't look at your numbers, you don't know your COGS, you don't know your acquisition costs, all of this is really for naught because that's sort of at the bare minimum an expectation that you should have as a business owner that you can understand all of that so that you can move platforms and you can understand, to your point, the profitability and what you can afford to lose and afford to spend all that kind of stuff. So that's great, great advice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. We could go on and on about this, I know, for hours and then come back and have more conversation on totally different topics. So I am going to commit to inviting you back for another episode on selling your business or getting ready to sell your business. But this has been amazing. And for anybody who's interested in finding out more about you, or more about how they can learn about, you know, finance, that intersection between finance and marketing or anything else, where can people hunt you down and find you? Yeah. So, um, I would say uh, on Instagram, I'm Arya the businessman, um, started getting a little bit onto Twitter. It's just Arya Scheinbein. And then, you know, the, the, the website is probably solution advisory, maybe, um, the best place to kind of potentially learn more. Got it. And check out, dude, check out his podcast, Inside the Lion's Den. It's it's full of information as well. That's always, always great. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. This was amazing. I so appreciate it. And hopefully all of you who are listening can take this advice that Ari has given you and go be successful on Amazon. Wish you all the best of luck until next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.